This is a Clark University podcast. Melissa, give me your first favorite moment from the season. That was me talking with music professor Kaylin Marcel Manson, and Andrew had the lovely idea of me trying a little musical exercise, singing exercise during that episode. I did not want to do it, but I did it for the listeners, so. (laughs) Everyone knows my voice. I'm Melissa Hansen, the host of Challenge Change, but Andrew, I don't think anyone's really heard your voice before. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew Hart. I am the co-producer of this podcast alongside Melissa, and it is terribly frightening to be on the side of the mic. Melissa and I decided it would be fun to have the last episode of this year be about revisiting some of our favorite moments from this year's episodes. I will go first. I really enjoyed our episode earlier this fall with English professor Justin Shaw. We spoke about Shakespeare. One of the things that he does in his class is show students how people in Shakespeare's time were wrestling with the same kinds of issues that people still struggle with today. Topics like race, gender, and class. Here is a clip of Justin talking about how he approaches Shakespeare in his classroom. I don't teach Shakespeare as like an appreciation class because I know what it means to not appreciate Shakespeare. I love to teach ideas. I love to teach how we can use Shakespeare as a starting point to think through ideas about relationships in the world and family and power in the world, for example. My own research is about race, and I think about the ways that racial language and racist behavior cultivates in the plays of Shakespeare themselves and in Shakespeare's world that show up in the plays. And then how we can learn from that, how uh, the the examples we see in the plays mimic and anticipate some of the things we see in our own world. I loved this episode, and I loved listening to how Justin sort of pushes Shakespeare into all kinds of places, especially places that are easier to relate to. My first choice for favorite moments of this season uh, comes from an episode we did with Professor Shelley Tenenbaum. She is a professor here of sociology, and she works closely with something called the Emerson Prison Initiative. She has taught at a number of prisons in Massachusetts over the years. She came on the podcast and brought with her two former students, Mac Hudson and David Baxter. And the conversation was just awesome. It was hard to edit because there was so much there that we wanted to include. And um, this moment that I chose was is just Shelley talking about what inspires her to go into prisons and to do good works. Both of my parents are Holocaust survivors, and that has really shaped who I am. My mother survived Auschwitz. My father survived a different death camp, Mothouse, while my grandparents were killed. There is something about people being invisible and being locked up behind walls and behind barbed wire that really terrifies me. Something that both my parents talked a great deal about was that horrible feeling that no one cared. Conversations about prison are almost always really negative for reasons that are obvious. So 
it was refreshing to hear from folks who got something positive from their time in that atmosphere. A super deep and philosophical conversation we had this summer was about the Barbie film. You guys ever think about dying? It was the topic of conversation everywhere, and we really wanted to dig into this existential crisis that we watched Barbie experience on film. So cool. Philosophy professor Vivka Demling joined us, and we broke down why Barbie was thinking about death so much. Sometimes I make this joke that, well, what do people want to talk to a philosopher about on the plane? And it happened to me twice that within a very short conversation with the person sitting next to me, they asked me, well, you know, what, what, what do the people you study think about death? Western tradition, at least Epicurus, he says, no point thinking about it too much. If your life doesn't hear yet, and if you die, quite worrying about it anymore, so there's that question. Whenever you get a chance to ask a philosophy professor to please go see the Barbie movie so that we can talk to her about it, it's a great opportunity. My next choice for favorite moments from the season comes from an episode that we did with associate provost and dean of the college and English professor, Betsy Wong. The Hobbit was this little hobbit that went on an adventure and went to different lands and met different types of people. And it felt very close to me as a young person who immigrated to the U.S. from Taiwan when I was 10 years old. To me, it feels like science fiction is just about immigration and about migrations and about resettlements about the experiences of people who are forced to move, who have to move, who voluntarily move, find themselves in a different social or cultural context, and having to figure out how to coexist with people who are very, very different from you. It was really fun to watch the tables flip from us as interviewers to Betsy in full teacher and professor mode. We talked to English professor Elizabeth Blake about the connection between food studies, queer studies, and modernist literature. I had never considered reading books and relating depictions of food to depictions of queerness. And it was so interesting to listen to Elizabeth talk about this and to see all these connections that really felt obvious. And now I'm looking at books from this lens. She mentioned the short story Bliss by Catherine Mansfield. At a first glance when you're reading it, the characters appear heteronormative. If you dig a little bit deeper, you can see a queer storyline emerging. Here's Elizabeth describing a specific passage from that short story. A woman is having a dinner party and discovers that her husband is having an affair with one of her guests. But if we read the story carefully, it's also really clear that she's in love with the guest her husband is having an affair with. And this becomes clear partly in the way these two characters, Bertha and Pearl Fulton, interact about food. There's a long glance that they share over the beautiful red soup, which as readers, we kind of immediately recognize as tomato soup, but Mansfield lets it feel like something more elevated. My next favorite moment is from an episode we did with Rabbi Joshua Franklin. 
Josh is an alum from 06. He actually did a master's in 07 as well. He is a rabbi at the Jewish Center of the Hamptons in East Hampton, New York. Josh had ChatGPT write him a sermon that he then delivered to his congregation. One of the amazing things about ChatGPT is that it can understand and even identify correctly human emotion, perhaps even better than human beings can. But what it lacks is the ability to feel those same human emotions. And that's empathy. Empathy is where we uh, recognize what someone's going through and we connect with them through our own personal feelings and experience. And while ChatGPT can recognize those things, it can't feel it itself. And that lacks the human connection and the human bond that we might form with another individual. So last up for clips that really impacted me this year is an episode we did with English professor Diane Berg early on in the year. We spoke about how mothers are depicted in true crime and in mass media. Diane spoke a lot about judgments that people place on mothers who kill their children and how it differs from when a father is committing these crimes. Beyond conversations about violence, we spoke about motherhood more generally, and Diane had a really intriguing point about how pregnancy becomes a public experience. Women's bodies are always objectified, and I think anyone who identifies as a woman will attest to that, but a pregnant body is really public property in a, in a new and special kind of a way. The minute the baby is born, no one cares about you anymore culturally. It's all about the baby then. I have three children of my own, and I'm fortunate that I never suffered from postpartum depression. But I do remember feeling sad, certainly feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. You know, you don't, you're not sleeping. Your body's just been through this tremendous ordeal. If you didn't have sufficient support, it would be hard enough. But if you were also suffering from, you know, a chemical imbalance, if you, your depression was shading over to the point where you're having auditory hallucinations or visual hallucinations or paranoia, crippling anxiety about, you know, something terrible happening to you or something terrible happening to the baby, you can see how these things happen. It's super interesting to hear that articulated in such a way. The next moment I want to talk about comes from an episode we did with Professor Spencer Tricker. Uh, he's an English professor, and he teaches a course called Divided Loyalties, and he uses it to talk to students about coming-of-age stories. It's such a rich moment to discuss and to look at it through the lens of divided loyalties and what that might mean. I just love listening to Spencer talk about it. I would define divided loyalties as never a static problem. I think that when you talk about divided loyalties, you're always talking about an active process of forces warring within yourself, warring in the world outside. It's a kind of dynamic conflict between commitments. The nature of those commitments and how passionately one feels will change over time. But I would say it's that dynamic conflict that unfolds continuously. We all had different teen years, but everyone can relate to that feeling of awkwardness or thinking that you don't belong. That's right. We have a lot of fun working with our interns on these episodes. You might remember hearing Ed Craig last semester. He's now an MFA student making a video game here on campus. 
But we wanted to talk to him about the big PAX East convention. If you're into games, you know what this is. And we had a little bit of fun with this episode. It's always so much fun to find those moments where we can be silly and be goofy. Lightning round, are you ready? I'm ready. What was the best game you played at PAX? Oh, the best game I played at PAX was Dome. What's the best game you play right now? (laughs) Pressure's on. Oh my god, Uh, the best game, well the most, oh my god, the the game I play most frequently is Overwatch because I really like competitive games, but that is definitely not the best game I play right now. The best game I play right now is I'm still playing Elden Ring because it took me forever to finish it last year. What's the best character you've played in any game? Oh man, I'm a big fighting game fan. I really like Shao Kahn and Mortal Kombat. That's my favorite character to play. Thank you so much for hanging out with us while we take a look back. This is a great time to shoot us an email. Let us know what you want to hear about next. If there's a certain professor that you want to see featured, we love getting your feedback and your pitches. So our emails are in the show notes. Please do feel free to drop us a line. And as always, please subscribe. To hear more episodes of Challenge Change, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to. Challenge Change is produced by me, Andrew Hart. And me, Melissa Hansen. For Clark University. Bye! (laughs) One, two, three! Clark!